NBA free agency, the trades and injuries you need to know about, and Thanksgiving Day football. All of that and more on this episode of It's Sports Sis. Welcome to week nine, episode nine of It's Sports Sis. We realize it is Thanksgiving Day, and so we are going to keep this episode as short and as sweet as we possibly can. I want to teach you guys and tell you everything that you need to know about NBA free agency, and then give you a few trades that you need to know about. And I'm going to rely heavily on Sarah to teach you guys all about this stuff because NBA free agency and the trades or something. It's not really my cup of tea. Yeah. Well, Christina, I have to be completely honest. I definitely, I knew like the overall concept of NBA free agency and kind of what it meant and that, you know, it opened the doors for players to leave their teams and go to different teams. And there were trades that were happening, but I I had to do a little bit of research on um, and tap into my husband, Travis on some further detail so that I could explain it to you and all of our listeners in further detail, AKA Gordon Hayward. Yes. I know Travis, <laughs> AKA Gordon Hayward. Yeah. I know. It's so funny. Everybody's been blowing him up. They're literally like, twins. I know for the last 24 hours <laughs> being like, you look exactly like Gordon Hayward. And I'm pretty sure Gordon Hayward is younger than Travis is. So Travis really- is probably like, Thank you. Gordon Hayward looks very much like Travis does, but that's okay. If only, if only we could get Travis to make the money that Gordon Hayward is making because it is astronomical. It's crazy. I think he just signed like $130 million contract with the Hornets. Yeah, I know. And it's apparently a big head scratcher too. So I'm excited to kind of get into that a little bit more. Yeah. I um, really don't have much information on it. I just have that he signed with the Charlotte Hornets, but Yeah. People are nervous that this is like a second Nick Batum for the Hornets, that it's like, we're spending so much money on this guy. And for those of you that don't know, Gordon Hayward had a horrific compound fracture injury. I want to say it was two years ago on his ankle. It was like one of the first games of the NBA season. And I was watching the game live and I will never forget it. It was literally. That was him? Yeah. Oh, I remember he, he, um, was jumping up and then fell down and his foot went, Oh my, I didn't know that that was him. Yeah. That's Gordon Hayward. Christine, I will never forget. It literally looked like he had like, cause it was under his sock. His compound fracture wasn't, it literally looked like there was a softball underneath of his sock and it was like his bone and they (gasps) like his foot was going the wrong direction. And yes, he obviously was done for the rest of the season. I'm not even a squeamish person and that I couldn't even watch. That was a bad one, but it was pretty terrible. People are a little upset about it too, because it's like they, he signed this huge contract with the Hornets and then they didn't leave any room for, you know, new talent. Okay. Yeah. So let me explain, Christine. Yes. Let me explain (laughs) what this room means. So I think we should start even higher level. So NBA players cannot shop themselves or be shopped. So like other teams can't shop them during the regular season or Mm -hmm. up until the draft. But as soon as the draft is over, the NBA draft is over. And that's where the professional teams are, are picking up those college teams, or in this case, you know, Lomelo ball was coming to the Hornets. We picked him up from overseas. And so 
as soon as that MBA draft is over, we enter this period of time called NBA free agency and all of the players whose contracts are up with their teams and some of those who aren't up with their teams are being recruited from other teams and are putting themselves out there to say, Hey, I don't want to be with this team anymore. I want to be with this team. And it's kind of this gigantic, like bartering system amongst all the NBA teams. Okay. Okay. So that's why this last week in the news, you've heard a lot about big name NBA stars moving from one team to the next. It's because free agency started as soon as that NBA draft was over. So NBA teams will typically go after players based on who they got in the draft. So the Hornets, for example, Mm -hmm. if we didn't pick up a big man, a center during the NBA draft, which I want to say that we did, I should probably know this. I didn't look into it. I'm not sure who we drafted second, but if we didn't get a big man, it is well known that we are after another big man. So Wait, what's wrong with Cody? He's just not reliable, Christine. He likes to fall down a lot. I love oh. Cody, but he's just, he's not a big banger. He's not, you know, we're now seeing, I think we talked about this in one of our earlier episodes, our traditional centers are mm-hmm. not, are kind of going to the wayside. We're seeing these big men who can shoot, who can guard who can move who can run who can do all those things right they're a lot more of a flexible player than just your standard center which is what cody zeller is so i think the the hornets are just going more towards again that flexible player that player can that can be multifunctional. yeah and so and we want him to be big we want him to be you know around seven feet tall um and so if we hadn't picked somebody up and again i'm not sure without knowing all the details of the draft if we hadn't picked somebody up in the draft to meet that criteria then the hornets will then go after somebody in free agency to fill that void gotcha that makes sense so you start with the nba draft you have a you know pretty much a roadmap in your head of what you want your team to be and all of the boxes that you don't check from the NBA draft, again, you pick up during free agency. So is James Harden in free agency right now? No. So, okay. So James Harden, and that's a really good question. So James Harden is wanting to be traded. So there are a few different options. So there's trades, there's player options, and there's a, there's team options. So a trade is like James Harden when you're in the middle of your contract and he has voiced and said, I'm not going to get a championship with the Houston Rockets. I want to go to the Nets, but the Nets are trying to make it work because obviously they want James Harden, but everybody has to work under a salary cap. So there is a certain amount of money that each team has every year. It goes up every year with inflation, depending on how good the league does, da, 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 da. The 2021 salary cap is $118 million and you have to have 12 players on your team. So what we run into with, with the James Harden example is the nets already have 
Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, which are very, very expensive players. So what the Nets are trying to do is free up if they want James Harden, and it's not been official yet, we don't know, is free up some of that salary cap. So it's $118 million, let's say, and that's for the year, right? Let's say that, and I don't know how much Kyrie and Durant are making, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are making, but let's just say they're each making $35 million this year. That only leaves, so that's $70 million between just those two players. Yeah. Only leaves, what, $48 million left? Right. Is that why the Hornets are so upset, or that's why people are so upset about us bringing in... um... Gordon, Gordon Hayward. I don't think that they're upset with it. I just think that they're like, he's really expensive for how well he's played. Right. And he's 31. He's not in his prime anymore. It's just all the articles I was reading about it. You know, I was trying to do some research. It was just, it seemed like more people than not were more upset about the Hornets bringing in. Yeah. He's he's not the most expensive contract. Yeah. He's definitely a very expensive contract for a, what I would consider a mediocre player that is coming off of a horrific injury. So everybody is going to have their own opinions about people, but you know, you really don't know until the season starts and see how well that that player is going to do. So the word could come to Charlotte and he could, you know, get 40 points a game and be running the court and just be absolutely killing them. Or he could be a total flop like Nick Batum and just sit on the bench and be. Who's Nick Batum? Nick Batum plays for the Hornets and he signed a very similar contract to Gordon Hayward, but he's terrible. Flop. Total flop. He literally, I don't even think would play. Like he sat on our bench and just filled our salary cap for like a certain amount of years. Like he literally has done nothing. Like it goes to show, I mean, you don't even know his name. His name is Batum and he's like one of the high, most highly paid players on the Hornets roster. And he's not played at all. It's crazy. I think this, a lot of um, people too question Michael Jordan as the manager. Oh, as, as part owner part owner. Yeah. 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 But like he has like, why are we making these decisions? Questionable, Questionable decisions. Well, you know, the owners definitely play a huge part in these trades and making sure that we're managing our salary cap. But the number one person whose job it is to make sure that we have the right people for the right amount of money is the general manager. So what you'll hear a lot of talk about is how a GM got fired. I think the Hornets just fired theirs, not last season, but the the year before that, um, because of how terrible the Hornets were, they were never making it to the playoffs. And then they hired Mitch Kupchak because these people come in and they are very strategic and they're able to see opportunities in a team that maybe the other GM or the previous GM general manager wasn't able to see. So Mitch Kupchak comes in, he's like, all right, here are all the people that we have in contract. This is how much money we have left. What do we need to do? Who do we need to trade that is already on our roster for either somebody who's on another roster roster or pick up from the NBA draft to make our team whole under that salary cap? 
Now, what typically happens is these big name teams, the LA Lakers are one of them, for example, if they are over the salary cap, which like I said, the LA Lakers are most likely over the salary cap over that $118 million, the team has to pay the NBA what's called a luxury tax. Let's say LeBron James, right? I have LeBron James. He's making $60 million. And then I have Anthony Davis. He's making $60 million. Is luxury tax like the same that you would pay on a luxury car, like for the really good players? Um, I don't know what a luxury car tax is, but basically what it is, is it's like a penalty. So yeah. So Um, I'm just, I was just giving you an example and I'm throwing these numbers out of thin air. You guys, this is not legit. I'm just giving you an example. So if LeBron James making $60 million a year and AD is making $60 million a year, that's already $120 million a year, right? Obviously those are mega contracts. You'll see on average players making, you know, one to $5 million a year, nowhere near what these max, you know, these players that are amazing are making. Right. But what happens is those two players, you're already to $2 million over that cap, that salary Mm -hmm. cap. And so you're paying that luxury tax, not just on the extra $2 million for those two players, but all the other 10 players that you have on your team, you're having to play, you're having to pay a luxury tax on. And what a luxury tax is, is it's a lot easier to give you guys an example than to explain it. So if I'm $10 million over the salary cap for my team, I have to pay the NBA $5 million in luxury tax. Basically what they're trying to do with the salary cap, and I probably should have said this from the beginning, is make it so that the teams are equal. Oh, so okay. you don't have all of these mega players like James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, yeah. Kyrie uh, Irving, um, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. You don't have them all coming together and being like, all right, Hey guys, we all want to play for the LA Lakers because then the cap, the salary cap there, or the combination of all of their salaries would be like $500 million. And the rest of the league would be terrible. Right. Right. So what they do with the salary cap is again, penalize any team that goes over so that it's not really worth it for the franchise to pick up more than I would say two to three of these amazing players. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So there are three different types of trades. There's trades, player options, and team options. So what trades are, are what we talked about with James Harden, which, and Russell Westbrook too, he's another one. It's the middle of their contract. And the team that they're going to would be assuming the remainder of that contract. Right. Okay. So whatever Russell Westbrook is making with the Rockets, wherever he is going next, he will be making the remainder of that contract. There is a player option, which means that their contract with their current team is technically up, but they have an additional year. The player has the additional year to decide whether they want to stay with that franchise or market themselves to other teams. What happens if nobody picks them up? There's the team option, which is a 
which is the third option. And that's when a contract is over and it is up to the team, the franchise of whether they would like to extend that player for one year or two years or give them an entire new contract. Gotcha. Well, what are like, okay. So what are some big trades that happened last week? Yeah. So, um, as we talked about earlier, Gordon Hayward just signed with the Charlotte Hornets. So he's coming from the Celtics and has been with the Celtics for many years and is now coming to Charlotte for a huge contract. Again, he's coming off of a very serious injury and he got injured two years ago. So to your point earlier, some people are questioning, the Charlotte Hornets ability to make decisions, um, on, on players, but good for him. I know it is very exciting, um, to see some new blood in Charlotte. So I'm excited about Gordon Hayward. Tell me about Boogie. (laughs) (laughs) So DeMarcus Cousins, also known as Boogie Cousins is coming from the Golden State Warriors. And he just signed a one-year deal with the Houston Rockets and Boogie's been in and out of injuries. For those of you that follow us on Instagram, his contract with the Rockets is very similar to his contract or to Cam Newton's contract with the Patriots. So he's a little bit older. He's definitely a really good big man, but they gave him a one-year contract and I don't know how much it was worth, but basically this is his year to say, Hey, I can stay healthy. I can play well. And if he does, then you'll see, you know, a bigger contract come out of it. Just to clarify, Sarah. So when you say big man, do you mean a center in the NBA? Yeah. Somebody who's going to play down low underneath of the basket and, and rebound the ball. Gotcha. Okay. Another really big trade was that the Houston Rockets, again, it's like they're just clearing house this year. Yeah, for real. What's going on with the Rockets? I think they're just ready to reset. I mean, I think since... um, And people are ready to go. Like James Harden and Russell Westbrook, you know, they had all these dreams for Russell Westbrook and James Harden to win them the championship last year. And since they didn't, I think, you know, they're all going their separate ways. And this is just kind of a reset year for the Houston Rockets and they traded Robert Covington to the trailblazers for Trevor Ariza. So they traded him for one player, but they also traded them for Trevor Ariza plus two first round draft picks. So what this means is the Houston Rockets are looking to have a, again, this is a reset year and they know that they want that young talent coming out of college for the next two years. So yeah, these two first round draft picks are not going to be immediate satisfaction because each team only gets like one first round draft pick. Right. So what the Houston Rockets did is they said, okay, trailblazers. Yeah. We'll trade you Robert Covington for Trevor Ariza, but on top of our first round draft pick next year, we also want yours. Mm -hmm. And then the year after that, on top of our first round draft pick, we want yours again. So they're setting themselves up in two years to be a very young and very successful Houston Rockets team. Does that make sense? 
It does. I'm curious to see if that actually, if their plan works. Yeah. So there's again, all different types of things that you can trade. I mean, obviously you can trade players, you can trade contracts, you can trade draft picks, great husbands. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Um, but yes, you'll see all different sorts of trades happening during NBA free agency. And it is a little bit different this year because I'm pretty sure that the regular season for NBA is starting in December. So this free agency period, I'm pretty sure is like shoved into a lot smaller period of time. And so we're hearing a lot more than we're typically used to hearing because it's usually over a longer period of time. But the players that you still need to be on the lookout for that haven't decided are Anthony Davis. He's also known as AD with the Lakers now. So he plays with LeBron. He's most likely staying with the Lakers, but he's not officially committed. Russell Westbrook, who is halfway through his contract with the Rockets and nobody really knows where he's going. So whoever he, he wants to go to the Nets, Russell Westbrook. Oh, sorry. I was, I thought you said James Harden. Oh no. Russell Westbrook. I, yeah, I don't, I don't even know if he's voiced where he wants to go at this point, but I think what teams yeah. are trying to do, Christine is, you know, that salary cap that we talked about earlier, they're trying to find a way to free up some money on that salary cap. So Nick Batum, for example, I told you his contract, um, this would have been his extra one year player option Mm -hmm. with the Charlotte Hornets. Well, since he was such a flop and he obviously knows that he can't get paid anything to go anywhere else, he will most likely retire after he is done with the Hornets because he has done zilch, nothing, nada. We're taking that one year player option for him and we're spreading it out over three years. So what that does for our 2021 season is that it frees up. So it, let's see, let's say we would pay him, we owe him $20 million, right? For that play from that one last year, a player option. What we've said is, okay, Nick Batum, you're not worth, excuse my language, but we're going to take that $20 million. And instead of paying it to you all this year, in order to free up that, some of that money to that $118 million, let me pay this to you over the next three years. So that in the 2021 season, I have an extra $13 million to play with. Oh, okay. So he would stay on the team for that extra three years. Oh, so we're kind of losing that one spot. But what the Hornets are saying is, you know, we want to spend more money now. We want to be better now and we're going to pay him the money anyway, but we'll just spread it out over a longer period of time to free up some of that cap for this year. Gotcha. So what Russell Westbrook's story is, or what I think his story is, is that people are trying to find space for him. Obviously, anybody would be like, uh, yes, I would love to have Russell Westbrook on my team. But it's not that simple. But it's not that simple. You've got to make sure that you have the money, the cap space is what they call it, that you have the cap space for him and his contract for the years to come. So I think there's just a lot of questioning right now from other teams of, can we make this work? Yes, we want him obviously, but can we make this work with our salary cap this year and all of the rest of the years left in his contract? Okay. And then so there's Anthony Davis, there's Russell Westbrook, and then who else? James Harden is the last one. So he has said that he wants to go to the Nets and it's very well known that he wants to go to the Nets. We talked about this last week. Jay-Z owns 
the Nets and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving both play for the Nets. So similar to Russell Westbrook situation, the Nets are trying to make it work with the money that they have left since Kyrie and Durant are so expensive. Gotcha. So you said that the NBA starts like the new season starts soon, right? Like in December. I think so. I think I heard that like the regular season is going to start in December. Normally we would have already started. Normally we would already be well underway into our regular season in October, but obviously with COVID it's all kind of gotten pushed back and it's a little wonky. So I want to say that regular season starts in December. Well, the saddest thing happened. So Clay Thompson is a big, what's his position, Sarah? I don't even know his position. What yeah, you, I, I guard? think he's, he's a guard. Yeah. Um, he's, he's the other half of the Splash Brothers. So there's Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. Right. Um, and Clay Thompson is, yes, the peanut butter to Steph Curry's jelly. Well, Clay Thompson plays for the Golden State Warriors, like Sarah said, with Steph Curry. And he has missed the entire, he, he missed the entire last season because of an ACL tear. Mm-hmm. Well, he just, he's getting back in his prime. He's getting back in his groove. He's starting to play more basketball and whatnot. Practicing, yep. He was practicing and did a pickup game and then tore his Achilles. I literally. Talk about a punch in the gut. I so he's going to be out. Literally cannot. I feel so bad for him. He is such a good player, but yes, we were, we missed him so much um, last season because of his ACL. And now with his Achilles popping, um, you know, I, you just question what his future is going to be like in the NBA, you know, now he's going to be out for like a season and a half. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Do people come back in the same season with an Achilles Achilles tear? No, I mean, I, I, he's for sure going to have to have surgery. He'll be out for the rest of the season. Um, and it'll take him a while to rehab. I mean, when you have a surgery like that, I mean, you know, you see these players who are so prone to injury, keep getting hurt. And so it is a vicious cycle. Um, and, and, and you do, you hope that he'll come back and he'll be strong and he won't get hurt again, yeah. but it's fortunately, yes, you get a reputation for getting hurt in the NBA and it's hard to come back from. So but get then, I mean, Clay Thompson, yeah, Clay Thompson. And then Joe Burrow, that was heart wrenching. I mean, oh my rip gosh. my heart out and put it on the table because when that happened, both, t- I mean, he tore his ACL and MCL. So he's out for sure for the rest of the season, yeah. both teams came up to the, um, to the gurney and we're being so cute and so sweet and supportive. Everybody loves Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is an amazing person. Like, yeah. I so as like- a little, as a little background for you guys, Joe Burrow won the Heisman last year oh, out gosh. of college. Yep. So he went to LSU, um, with coach O and <laughs> have you ever heard of coach? O? Have you ever heard of coach? O? Oh, his yeah. How he speaks you guys. Okay. It's- so- it's literally like, I swear to you, Cocho smokes a pack of cigarettes a day. Like he That's sounds exactly what it sounds like. He sounds like his like larynx is going to come out of his mouth. Like it literally is painful to listen to. Anyway, all of that to say, <laughs> this is Joe Burrow's rookie year. He plays for the Cincinnati Bengals. He was doing so well. And then yes, he tears his ACL and his MCL and has to have season ending surgery. So and his backup quarterback, Ryan Finley, is going to replace him and will start this upcoming Sunday against the Giants. But- All right, Christine. Well, while we're on NFL talk, let's chat Thanksgiving. So I our episode is 
out today. It's Thanksgiving. And hopefully you guys are putting your football on pause and listening to us. Um, But I wanted to give everybody a little rundown of the Thanksgiving football tradition. Yeah. So, I mean, this is something that Sarah and I both just kind of learned because we were like, you know what? Like we know that there are games on Thanksgiving day, but what started these games on Thanksgiving day? Right. Like I knew that the lions and the Cowboys, the Detroit lions and the Dallas Cowboys played every Thanksgiving, but I never really did research into why and where it started. So So tell me about it. I will. I will. So the Detroit Lions started the tradition in the 1930s. Um, the, their owner scheduled a game on Thanksgiving Day to hopefully bring more fans to the game since the franchise was so new and baseball was so much more of a popular spectator sport in Detroit. And the Lions played, guess who, Christine, in the 1930s on their very first game on Thanksgiving Day. Dallas Cowboys. No, close. The Chicago Bears. So the Bears. Yeah, the Bears. So the Thanksgiving tradition of football on Thanksgiving was born in the 30s. They took a hiatus during World War II and then they jumped back on. Um, And then in the 1960s, Dallas jumped on Thanksgiving bandwagon to build their fan base as well. So everybody, I think the general consensus after reading a few articles was like, okay. The Detroit owner, the Dallas owner was like, nobody's playing football on this day. Everybody's sitting at home on this eating day. Eating a lot of food, eating sitting on the couch. Sitting on the couch. They have nothing else to do. They're not working. Let's the play football. The perfect day for football. Yes, let's play football. Maybe we can get some fans then. So after genius. seeing this. Genius, right? So after seeing the success that Detroit had, Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys then joined the game in the 1960s and the NFL, after seeing how popular it was, expanded it to three Turkey day games. And there's now one in the, um, like right at noon, one at four 30 and then one at eight 20. So, well, you can count on me to be in my pajamas on the couch with a plate of food and some wine watching all three of those games. I'm not super excited about the ones this week until the the latest one. The latest one I believe is the Ravens and the Lions. The Steelers. Yeah. So we've got, again, we've got three games, you guys, the 1230 kickoff are the Houston Texans at the Detroit Lions. So another anomaly is you always play our Detroit and Dallas always play and it's always a home game. So the Detroit Lions will always play in Detroit and the Dallas Cowboys will always play in Dallas. So the 12:30 kickoff is the Houston Texans at the Detroit Lions in Detroit obviously. The 4:30 kickoff is the Washington football team at the Dallas Cowboys and then the 8:20 game which is Christine's favorite is the Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers. So Christine, you know the name of the game. Who you got? So first game, I'm going to go with the Lions versus the Texans. And then I'm going to go for the Cowboys over the um, Washington football team. And then I'm definitely going to go with the Steelers against the Ravens. But I do think that's going to be a really good game. I think so, too. All right. I really want to cheer for the Houston Texans. So I'm going to pick the Houston Texans. I also am going to want to cheer for Ron Rivera and the Washington. Oh, and Thomas Davis and the Washington football team. 
So go Washington football team. And then number three, this is going to be a tough one. Mm-hmm. The Steelers are undefeated, but the Ravens, I'm pretty sure have only lost like two games. The Ravens are really, really good. This might be the game that this, the Steelers go 10 and one because they're 10 and zero right now. I think I'm going to choose the Baltimore Ravens. So literally oh, the, shoot! the polar opposite of what you chose, Christine, I've got the Texans, the Washington football team and the Baltimore Ravens. And Christine has the Detroit lions, the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's see who wins. We shall see. Well, that wraps up this holiday episode of It's Sports Sis. Thank you for tuning in. But most importantly, have the best Thanksgiving ever. We love you guys. I hope you eat way too much food that you have to be rolled out of the house that you're in. And remember to count your blessings. But we will see you guys next week. Toodaloo.